0: it's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king, Curtis Lewa, in the left corner. The aggressive progressive, Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate, heavyweight slugfest.
2: It's the top of the season.
3: Love runs high Here we go again Time. Yours truly, Curtis Sleewa, The guardian angel, law and order man on the right Battling Chris Hahn Former aide to Chuck Schumer and contributor
2: to the Fox News channel on the left Happy Sunday, big guy I see you're wearing your McDonald's sweatshirt Reminiscence of your early days up there in the Boogie Down Bronx that's Serving right. up and those murder brook burger burgers. That's right. As used not to only that.
3: Remember, that's one thing I have in common with so many people across America. One out of every three people have had a job in fast food. In fact, do you know who's the most celebrated person who has ever worked a shift in a McDonald's? I got edged out by him. I thought I was the most infamous.
2: Uh, I'm going to guess uh, President Barack Obama. No. No? No, no, no. He he didn't
3: serve up fast food at Mickey D's. Jeff Bezos. Ah. Jeff Bezos, I believe, actually worked the breakfast shift, the Egg McMuffin shift, (laughs) on the grill, serving him up.
2: And look where he is now. I was the weekend manager of a Dunkin' Donuts when I was 14 years old. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Let me say, 14 years old. <laughs> 14 years old, weekend
3: manager. And people coming in because they just three wanted-
2: seventy five an hour. They want to get their <laughs> coffee. They want to caffeine up. I would give free donuts to people just because they smiled nicely. I go, here you go, free donuts. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> You were not good for the bottom line. Well, we gave away a lot of donuts anyway. So, you know, you, they, they're only good for about eight hours.
3: And when the girly girlies came in,
2: right? They always got free donuts.
3: Yeah, a box. Don- of
2: of 12, right? There you go. I give him a box of 12. Some special cream.
3: Now, now, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what's going on in your life? Because uh, on the northeast uh, of the United States, a lot of people saw that we got clobbered by snow, especially well, the craziness on I 95. Close to 36 hours straight, where people were stuck between yeah. Richmond and D.C., they couldn't move.
2: Well, Virginia, that's what happens when you give control of government to people who don't believe in government. You got a Republican governor in in Virginia who did not know how to clear the the roads. Probably didn't think he needed enough guys on that day. So. You know, they cut corners, and that's what happens. So right
3: away, you're attaching blame here, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, like they're really Of pre- course. Like they're really Three days into his administration to deal. <laughs>
2: screw you. With a, with a snowstorm and of all places, Virginia. Nothing has taken down a politician faster than a poor response
3: to a snowstorm. That is true. You know? But then again, south of the border, south of the Mason-Dixon line, they really, I mean, from time to time, it's an anomaly, but they really don't yeah, have no, sn- I, snows, I, Tornadoes. To-
2: yes. Rain. Yes, nine hundred and seventy-five degrees with a thousand percent humidity. Floods, <laughs> you floods know, lots you know. of floods. Not, you know, they don't get a lot of snow down there. No, no. They get a dusting in DC, and everybody's freaking out.
3: Well, the only snow they get down there is in Florida when they're dropping duffel bags of cocaine oh. right in the Everglades, yeah. so they can fish it up and then distribute it. So we got a big
2: show today. A lot to talk about.
3: Oh yeah. Well, let, we got to start. With, I see it already dripping from your lips, yeah. Chris Hahn. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. You say January 6th to me and my initial reaction is, oh, you mean Three Kings Day, the yeah. epiphany,
2: right? You want to get some Trace Leches.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I know for you, it's as if you're MSNBC. It's tattooed all over you. The venom is
2: dripping from your lips. Well, to me, we have to come to grips with the facts of what January 6th is. And we're never going to do that if the Republican Party feels that they have to win the Tucker Carlson primary, right? I mean, you saw Ted Cruz speak truthfully about what happened on January 6th. It was a terrorist assault on our nation's capital. Terrorism, by definition, is the use of force to achieve a political gain. That is what was happening on January 6th. You had people beating up police officers in an attempt to stop the House and Senate from confirming the electoral vote. Of Joe Biden. So it was a terrorist attack. Tucker Carlson didn't like that. Teddy Cruz turned coat and ran from it and and ran to Tucker Carlson to
0: apologize.
3: Did I hear that? Because uh, up until then, he was very consistent in calling it an act of domestic terrorism. He was
2: calling it direct domestic terrorism for a year. And then he went on Tucker and it was just like, I I saw people comparing it to uh, Reek on uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, the guy who <laughs> yes. lost his three piece set uh, by <laughs> knife? Yeah, and, and it appears to me that uh, Ted Cruz has lost his three piece set. Well, can I hear
3: that? I, I, I can't believe he folded like a cheap camera did. on that.
1: You never use words carelessly, um, and yet you called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. What I was referring to are are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. Of course, it would be ridiculous for me to be saying that the people standing up and protesting to follow the law were somehow terrorists. I was talking about people who commit violence, against cops, and you and I both agree, if you commit violence against cops, you should go to jail. I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday, and the reason is what you just said which is we've now had a year of Democrats in the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. guess I just don't believe you. (laughs) And I mean
2: that with respect. He doesn't mean it with respect. He doesn't believe him. He doesn't believe himself. All right.
3: Well, let's <laughs> let's go through this because yeah, uh, you
2: participate in Fox News uh, Channel. I, I used uh, to go on Tucker Show, and then Tucker decided that you know he didn't want people who could beat him up in a debate. Right, on but the, the show. whole genre. He's here. just a whiny little. And I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to use the word that I would describe him for, but I have two of them at home, and you're well aware of them. Understand. <laughs> so.
3: But you know the genre of talk TV. I know the genre of talk TV. Yep. I used to substitute for Tucker Carlson when he was at MSNBC. Yeah, when he was kind botan. of a moderate. Back then. Liberal. He was a liberal. He told me for the week he was away with his family. Curtis, please don't insult my audience. This is not a conservative audience. Right, 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 So many of them are thespians. They're actors. They're actresses. So in this case, you're Ted Cruz. You're considering a run for the presidency in 2024. You've already indicated. Well, I finished second in the primary. You know what? Usually normally I'm going to run again. So you purposely appear with Tucker Carlson. You know in advance he's going to give you a chance publicly yeah. to amend what you've been saying for months. Right. Years. A year. She's so been saying it for a year. It's a quid pro quo. You scratch my belly, I scratch yours. You appear on my show, you,
2: you, you take a knee. I, I think now with Tucker Carlson, Ted Cruz has to roll over and show him his belly. I think that's what was going (laughs) on But now, look. Right? I think Ted Cruz needs to reconsider his career choices. Yeah, but that's not the worst. He should be selling, like, something. Not even cars. I don't think he rises to that level. He needs to be selling something door-to-door because he's just disgusting.
3: (laughs) Remember, it, it was Alan Dershowitz who said the greatest law student he ever had at Harvard in all his years was Ted Cruz? And think of it. Here was Ted Cruz. Let's take you back to the first primary run. Ted Cruz is neck and neck yep. with citizen Donald Trump. It's Indiana, the primary, yep. in the morning of the primary. All of a sudden, Donald Trump is on the phone saying, oh, my God, I just read an article. you see it? you see yeah. it? Ted Cruz's father assisted Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. in the assassination of And Jared then he Harris. called his wife ugly. That's right. And always forgiven. His wife who
2: bankrolls him, by the way. All- Ted Cruz's wife, Goldman Sachs prodigy. Bankrolls her husband. This guy Donald Trump calls her ugly. He can't kiss Donald Trump's big ass enough. Yeah, but you
0: understand
3: it's it's capitulation, (laughs) right? But let's talk about January sixth itself. Yeah, I mean, if you look at MSNBC, they live to just play the B roll. Uh, the
2: guy with the Viking cap, you know, leading the charge into the Capitol. Well, also the guys using an American flag to beat up police officers. No, no, I understand, but know, there's a lot of that going on, too. Over, 140 police officers were assaulted that day at the Capitol over, by terrorists, I right, might add.
3: Over and over and over. And then your goddess, uh, possibly the next Democratic presidential candidate if Joe Biden rules himself incapable of going yeah. for another four years, Harris suggested that it was worse than the attack of 9-11, worse than the attack of Pearl Harbor. Come on, No, no, no. Uh-huh. She did not say
2: it was worse. Equal. She compared it to. Really? We will remember where we were when this happened. Do you remember where you were when you first saw it Yeah, this right happen? here. And what did you think when you saw that? Uh, this is bad. Yeah. And you'll never forget it. But it's you'll no pro- never forget it's- sitting right here in this studio, looking at the TVs on, on the Chris. wall. It's no Pearl Harbor. Yeah, it's it no is. 9-11. Uh, you know what? I'll it's tell you. I'll tell you why. Enough. I'll tell you why it is as bad, if not worse, than Pearl Harbor. No foreign country will ever be able to to destroy the United States of America. Really? The only way we will ever be destroyed is if mm-hmm. we are destroyed from within, and that was a call from within to attack our system of government. To for the first time in the history of this country interfere with the peaceful transfer of power. The people who did it and the people who urged them to do it need to be called to justice for it. They need to be held accountable or this nation will have significant problems. All right, so Chris... It. It'll Han, happen again.
3: Chris Hahn, uh, yeah. so you're of the belief that the biggest threat to our security is internal and not from Russia or Red China, a.k.a. mainland China. I, I
2: don't think we could ever be taken, overtaken militarily by anyone else in the world. And we've heard about the threats economically... Every couple of years, there's a new country that's our biggest threat economically, whether it be the EU or remember how in the 80s we were all going to be speaking Japanese because they were going to, you know, they were selling us too many TV sets and cars and we were all going to, you know, and now it's China. Uh, You know, our our military is 10 times as strong as China. We spend 10 times as much on our military as the Russians do. no, No, no so, problem. No problem from Russia I, I'm China. sorry. I, I believe that our military is the greatest military that has ever existed in the history no, of no, this no, planet. hold on a second. And no. they could take Hunt. on all these Chris
3: people. Hunt, you got yeah. a problem on the left because not only are there people who say the biggest threat to America is internal, but there are others on your left who say the biggest threat to America is global warming and climate change.
2: Well, that's the biggest threat to the world. Oh, oh okay. That's not just America. So now Putin. You know, they're going to be underwater in other parts of the world. So now Putin. I know you don't don't leave Manhattan off, uh, and not, to dictate not anymore. China. Anyway, but it's it's not you know it, you know Manhattan could be underwater. I will build some walls around Manhattan. So, so Manhattan uh, okay. Let me get this right. straight,
3: because you know I want to bifurcate this. Go ahead. Uh, the biggest threat to America is it global warming and climate change, or is it white supremacy?
2: The biggest threat to our governing structure is the divisiveness that we are seeing right now in this country, being edged on by a political party that will not accept facts. On their face that continues to perpetrate a perpetuate a big lie that is unfortunately being believed by too many people. In this now, country. now,
3: if we take you back to 2016 and the shock of all shocks, Donald Trump walking out on the stage. Yep. Uh, in disbelief that he's the president. Disbelief. Your candidate at the Jacob Javits Center. Thank God I didn't go that
2: night. Hillary Rodham Clinton. I got to keep, you know, one of the best decisions ever made. My wife's like, let's go. I'm like, I ain't going. She's, I don't like going to cattle calls to begin with. You know me. I don't like to be anywhere where I'm not I, the I star. But
3: she's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> so, in, a, she's yeah. in a fetal position. I, I got it. She's incapable yeah. of even coming out to the podium and saying, wait a second. You know, let's see where this all leads us. She didn't even do an hour. No, war. no,
2: no. She did it the next day.
3: No. So here it is. He was in shock uh she was in a fetal position uh there were members of the democratic party esteemed members who said you know this is a discredited presidency this is not a real presidency uh this was in essence uh, a stolen election uh maybe not as loud as we saw from trump well, I don't supporters. recall
2: one person picking up a flag and beating a cop on January 6th in 2017 do you uh God, all
3: all summer long, 2020. All all 2020,
2: Black Lives
3: Matter, Antifa, that, 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 rioting, that pillaging, nothing, shooting, attacking that, cops. that had
2: nothing to do with people disputing the election. no. OK, let's talk about disputing the election again. I don't think anybody should beat a cop. I think anybody who is using violence for political gain is a terrorist, whether they are on the left or on the right. And if they violence agree- is not what we are about in America, okay, you can peacefully protest all you want. And the people who were at January 6 peacefully protesting to the big lie they were lied to. They just protested peacefully and they went home. But the thousand or so people who went in there and tried to storm the Capitol after your gumbada chief Rudy Giuliani said, let's have trial by combat that day. OK, that day. Hours before that happened, those people need to be held accountable, including Rudy Giuliani, including the people who uh, perpetrated this thing, who planned the January 6th riot. The people who are protesting in the street were not edged on by politicians to go commit violence. They were saying, take to the street and show your anger towards what's going on here. And they were not protesting the election. Hillary Clinton, the day after she lost to Donald Trump, came out. And acknowledge the victory. Three days later, no, no. he was sitting in the Oval Chris, Office with Barack Obama. Chris,
3: are you so naive to not understand the history of Cointel Pro, of agent provocateurs within the FBI, a tainted federal
2: agency by oh everyone's oh standards?
3: Do you not realize that they infiltrate I, I, organizations? I know you
2: grew up when Hoover was. The, no, no, no! The we're not talking Hoover. This is their <laughs> method
3: of operation.
2: All right, we could talk more about this and Whoa, other wait, things. Wait, 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 hold wait, on, hold on. We could talk about this. A you at the totally clock. discarded. We could talk about this and other things on the other side of the break. We'll take your calls at one 9222
0: it's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Sliwa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
2: All right, Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa. Left versus the right coming at ya. My
3: man. I want your gloves, your Everlast gloves checked. I think you have rosin. Uh, a <laughs> few shots you hit me with. Definitely got in my eyes. You have some kind of substance on your
2: gloves, I pal. think it's... Uh, I put a little extra weight in there. They're not the 9-ounce gloves. Little, I'm little, using the 12 ounce concrete line. Yeah, right? yeah. it's a 12-ounce, but it's not padded. <laughs> like a blackjack. Look, cat. man. You know, I'm not a street fighter like you. I, I, need, a, I need every advantage I can get. All right. Well, get. speaking so. of streets, yeah. I have
3: seen the FBI. First of all, they have a limited number of personnel all over the country, People would be surprised how few FBI agents they are and how, as few as there are, they have all different roles to play. They don't all merge together. They all have all different specialties. One of the things that the FBI has done consistently over the years is try to infiltrate organizations on the left and the right. They'll do it either with agents who go undercover or with confidential informants. The problem is, is that when you have a caseload, you'd like to slam it and jam it, and then be able to get the um, uh, information that can lead to indictments, right? Because you don't want it to keep going on and on and on. And I know from a confidential informant's perspective, and from a uh, certain FBI agent's perspective, that they call it "goosing," goose your contacts make suggestions that may get them to cross the Maginot line. Instead of hypotheticals, they're talking hypotheticals. Maybe we need a bomb. Maybe we need guns. Maybe we need Molotov cocktails. So to use the language that may push them into a situation where we have an indictable
2: uh, offense. So what you're saying then I- in relations to January 6th is that for months, because for months leading up to this, even before the election when Donald Trump was saying – Oh, uh, if I lose, it's all fake. And you have groups like the Proud Boys right. and the pr- Who Whose
3: leader, by the way, is a confidential informant? Now. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah.
2: now or all jury? <laughs> Look, they're all going to become confidential informants. I, I and that's that. why people like. You know, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, they need to be worried. Yeah, well, that's because a Because they're mesh. all talking.
3: That's a hot mess. But, but look. Look, look,
2: this is what happened. I, I, I had this conversation this week with some people on the left who were all concerned about Merrick Garland not bringing indictments at this point. You start at the bottom and you work your way up. And we're right now kind of getting to the middle. And once you're in the middle, you could start to touch those people on the top. I would be very concerned if I was them.
3: No, I, 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 t- to be honest with you, I wouldn't. They're going to have to be racing the clock because they're going to be looking at the midterm elections. And it's D- going to Merrick be a Merrick Garland tsunami. will
2: be the uh, attorney general of the United States until 2025. You, you keep You keep thinking
3: that uh, You R- keep thinking What are they going to impeach Garland?
2: Merrick Garland? Uh, which wouldn't be able to happen okay. in the Senate. Merrick Garland
3: <laughs> is too busy using the Department of Justice and the meager resources, human resources of the FBI, right. to go
2: to local
3: community school boards. Stop. To see if, in oh, fact,
0: you mean he wrote there a letter? Is anyone announced.
2: Insurrection. Uh, oh, oh, he wrote a letter saying if somebody threatens to kill a school board member, we need to investigate oh, it. Oh, please. Uh-oh. Are you against that? Come on. Are you against oh, it? That, that's the biggest crime in America now, right? School board meetings. <laughs>
3: When was it the blown, last out of, blown out let of me, let me ask you you a question? You spent
2: too much time Chris, listening Chris, to WABC when you're not honest. Listening to Greg Kelly and others. Chris, you know,
3: Chris, <laughs> come on. Let me ask you a question.
2: Yeah. You really think the biggest threat of
3: violence in America today is at a community school no, board? I, meeting? I don't.
2: I don't. But well, I do, do you think, think it's in urban America where crime is off I, the hook? I, I do not think that the biggest threat of violence in America today is at the school boards. But I do think that in America If you are an elected official, you should be able to do your job without somebody threatening to kill you. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Absolutely. And unfortunately, since in the era of Donald Trump, in the era of the new know-nothings, people are getting threatened every single day.
3: Let's look. Myself and blue,
2: you know how many death threats I get? Chris. Oh, my God.
3: Nobody has had more death threats than Curtis. Well, Sliwa, you've been shot at uh, <laughs> who actually
2: had you've got five reminders inside your body. Right. John
3: Gotti, senior say to John Gotti, Jr. I want you to whack right, Curtis. Yeah, yours are, a little, yours are right. a
2: little more serious than me. They checked out my guy once and he was like 87 years old living on a But Let's
3: look at the congressman pre-COVID. Who replaced Peter King, who voted for the, um, the legislation that some Republicans voted for. Uh, to uh, to do reconstruction of our
2: infrastructure. Yes.
3: Uh, his
2: name Andrew Garbarino. Yes.
3: He was threatened by somebody out there. Yep. Uh, he was taken a task in the criminal justice system.
2: What did the guy plead to disorderly conduct? Right. Which means it's going to go away. He gets like a $2,000 fine and uh, no library card for years.
3: I, Curtis Sliwa, arrested 76 times across America (laughs) by police departments that did not want to Known
2: agitator, Curtis Sliwa. Right, organizing
3: guardian angels, law and order guardian angels. And every time I go before the judge, because they don't want to go to trial, you just plead disorderly conduct and it goes away. Most of those cases in Washington, D.C., they're going to end up pleading disorderly conduct, and it's going to go away. You yeah. know that. Come on, Chris. You were involved in the criminal justice I know. system.
2: I got it. But still, it shouldn't happen. There should be some sort of penalty towards it. And, yeah, if you got to go to court and you got to waste a couple days of your life and a couple thousand dollars on lawyers, that's penalty enough Understood. in a okay. lot of so cases. I don't want that. people out there going to school board meeting getting in a you know somebody who's a volunteer you're on a school board you're not get paid 99% of school boards in this country don't get paid they're volunteers they've kids in the school they want to make the school better they're on the school board now you got some nut job Look, local yelling Lord, at them lo- in their local face local law
3: enforcement can deal with that we don't need the fbi it's not it's not a crime going across
2: state lines well if it's if it's organized and, and it is. Organized. It That's is. right.
3: Let's get Let's into it. Let's get
2: them on Rico, baby. School Creek.
3: Meeting with all the mothers and daddies who are bent out of shape and, and the granddads and grandmas. Yeah. They were a threat to America. But back to this particular yes, yes. issue.
2: Let's stay on this. Issue. I
3: want to find out from both sides. Yeah. I want to find out who are the agitators and organizers. Uh, me the People who stormed the Capitol. But I also want to find out from the feds, why is it? That National Guard's people were available to you, Nancy Pelosi, and you chose not to oh, utilize
2: them. Oh, hold on a minute. Nancy Pelosi does not tell the National Guard what to do. No,
3: not, not the National Guard.
2: But she goes no, to no. the head of the Capitol Police, who
3: she's responsible for, and says, you know, intel here suggests we may have a problem. So the,
2: the Capitol Police is responsible to both the Speaker of the House and the Majority Leader of the Senate. Who was the Majority Leader of the Senate on January 6th? Uh, Schumer. No. Who McConnell? Oh, so Schumer had not yet become oh, so majority. In fact, it was McConnell. January fifth oh, that, that they uh, actually won on. the election. Come on,
3: can't you acknowledge that Nancy Pelosi? Can't you
2: acknowledge that that has nothing to do with nothing? Why? Let's find wait, wait, wait,
3: out. Why was there so few security officers assigned, knowing there would be thousands and thousands? Well, it of It was people clearly a failure, and I think that's okay. something that the well, January. We want to 6th, out I think about the that. January
2: sixth committee needs to find out about that. And then, look, the Republicans passed on an opportunity to have a nonpartisan January 6th committee of people who weren't elected to office, weren't running for office again, and they passed on it because Donald Trump didn't want to have it. So now the Democrats are doing it on their own with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, but the I'm, only two Republicans that are... But shouldn't we also find out what
3: role, if any... Any federal agency played with agents I, I, or
2: I, confidential informants? I would love to find that out. But you know but the, They're going to the, redact it The and information say- that we have seen so far, there is no evidence to even suggest well, that that's course possible. Not and not only see that. that, not only that, Curtis, let me just, let me just put this put it to you this way. People came from all over the country there. People that we are, are being arrested right now for being inside the Capitol, committing violence, smearing their feces on the walls of our United States Capitol, place I used to work. They're from all over the country. So where were the FBI agents? They were all over the country encouraging housewives to come to no, no, no. Washington DC to C. take a dump that? at the Capitol. Don't you want to come find on. that? Come on,
3: Chris. You know the history of the FBI. I do. So why wouldn't you at least say,
2: mm, let's find out? What, I. What if any? I, I would love to see some evidence. I don't like having a theory who that is accusing law enforcement. By the way, and who was running the FBI? Who was who was the who was in charge of the FBI?
3: Don't dodge the issue. Right. There is a history here going way back to the formation of the FBI through different directors that they use confidential informants right. and undercover FBI agents as agent provocateurs.
2: So the FBI it was part of the Trump administration, was part of the Justice Department, which up until a couple of days before January 6th, about 10 days before January 6th, was run by Bill Barr, who couldn't be more of a Trump sycophant than there ever was. Um uh, so you're telling me that Bill Barr supervised the FBI in infiltrating these groups around the country to storm the Capitol? It makes no sense no, no, no. to me.
3: No, you don't Remember, understand.
2: these are whatever – any way you slice it, it comes back to Trump. The FBI was Trump's responsibility. So if the FBI was up to no good on January 6th, wow. it was Trump who did it.
3: You, you just don't want, want to go there, Chris. You know the history of the, FBI in
2: the anti war the They were the the left and the progressive war the anti war
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
2: Chris on Curtis Sliwa with you till 5 o'clock. Taking calls 1 800 9222. Curtis. You know,
3: uh, former President Donald Trump was supposed to have a press conference on January 6th. Mm. People suggest that he follows his own instincts. In this case, he clearly did listen to consularies
2: and advisors who said, don't do it. Yeah, but don't I had to take it. questions. Yeah, just, right. I would have loved to. I, you know, I know he never answers the questions, but, you know, it would have been nice to see him squirm a little bit. Right. But the
3: point was he did listen and he avoided that, which would have just been throwing more gasoline
2: on the fire. You know, here's the thing about him. He created a monster he can't control. Uh, and and I like the point to this whole thing he had a couple of weeks ago with Candace Owens. You know, and, and again, I have given the former president some credit for the creation of the uh, vaccine to fight covid. And a couple of weeks ago, he's on the air with Candace Owens on her podcast or whatever she's doing now. And he said, yeah, I took it. I got boosted. I think it's a miracle of science and I think everybody should get it. And she freaks out. People start freaking out. He, every time he mentions the vaccine and how he's taken it and got boosted, he gets booed. He's created a monster that he can't control. No, no, but
3: look, there, control. there are disagreements. Uh, if uh, President Joe Biden were to subject himself To adversaries uh, within the Democratic Party, the AOC wing, the squad wing, supporters of uh, liberal, progressive, uh, democratic, socialist ideas. Yeah. He would get the same kind of treatment. There's always going to be an extreme wing. Absolutely. I agree. But to his credit. uh, But
2: Candace Owens wouldn't exist but for her support to Donald Trump. But
3: but again, he, he got into it with her. Uh, He got into it with that audience in Dallas uh, when he did the. uh, With Bill O'Reilly. Right, with Bill O'Reilly. Two
2: guys with questionable past women. I remember when it it
3: first came up, he was in Alabama at the time speaking at the podium to a packed audience. Yep. In which he said, I got the vaccine. And
2: they booed him. Right. But yeah. that, but again, that is the disagreements that exist in both parties. I, I, look. And that's good. I think it is good. That's I, good. I'd like to see more of it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Dan in Rockland County. Dan, how you doing? How you doing? You know, I, I have to say
0: the hypocrisy that comes from you is unbelievable. I mean, for example, the entire summer of 2020, 30 cops were killed, 2,000 cops were injured, and you don't lay that on Kamala Harris, who supported that? No. You don't lay that on No, I don't lay it on her.
2: She didn't tell people to go kill cops. She didn't say, let's go have trial by combat, Dan. So, no, it's very different than having a rally saying, you better fight or we're not going to have a country anymore. When has Kamala Harris no, no, said no, no,
3: that? No, no, no. You know how quickly Dan. you forget. Jesse, remember the, the story of poor Jesse? Who was attacked by... I'm trying to think who Jesse is. Two Nigerian young men. Oh, Jesse Smollett. Uh, with the MAGA hats, right? Okay. Remember mm. how Vice President Harris... Oh, this is all part of the racism of America. Poor Jesse. Poor Jesse. Come on. Yeah, well, you know, look. We were
2: all fooled by Jesse for about 45 minutes, okay? She Not jumped even. in a little too soon. Not even. She jumped in a little too look, soon. if you've ever been in Jesse Chicago. Smollett, you're screwing me up here. You're giving Curtis Slewa. Uh, hold on, can I just speak to jesse Smollett sure, yes, Curtis please, please, okay please. i first of all, you know <laughs> Curtis rarely has a knife to stick me with, but Jesse Smollett, you put one in his hand, okay, so for that, screw you, <laughs> Jesse. Now, Sorry. later on in the show. I hope you never work a day again in Hollywood. Uh, and I did like you on
3: that show. Later on in the show, we have to get into the whole concept of restorative justice.
2: I mean, could you imagine? You're a movie, you're a TV star, you're one of the hottest <laughs> shows on TV. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not famous enough. I'm not let getting me, paid I'm enough. I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> let me stage this whole thing so that I can get some attention and people. And he paid, like, let me say something. Good looking young guy yes. on the hottest show on TV. Yes. Well spoken, how do show well TV?
3: And by the way, he could have easily just pled to a disorderly conduct <laughs> yes. and it would have gone and away. And you know
2: what else he could have done? He could have not done that. <laughs> and, you know, maybe when they wanted to renew the show for another year, he got paid out. Think of it.
3: Uh, you had uh, a progressive uh, DA in there, Fox, right, yep. who yep. totally screwed that up. I mean, she, she should have recused herself because she was all on on Jesse's side. She got reelected even though it's the crime capital of America you look at the DA in Philadelphia right both the republicans and the moderate democrats join together and say we got to get rid of this guy he won his reelection later on in the show we're going to talk about what's happening yeah. in Manhattan yeah. the most prestigious district attorney's office in America it's like a white shoe law firm it's hard to get i didn't i didn't get accepted that. movies and tv programs yeah, are made about the manhattan right. da's office la law just one example and the DA there is into restorative justice,
2: and he could get reelected in perpetuity. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll deal well, with all that later. Know, let's see what happens, okay, with this guy. And we'll, we'll talk about it later because we got a lot. We got a lot of people on the phone. Who want to talk about January sixth? So let's talk to him. One 9222 Victor in Nutley, Victor. So, I, I it's hard to even listen to a comparison about Pearl Harbor to January sixth. When almost 2,500 people died and it dragged us into World War II. And if I'm not mistaken, on January 6th, the only person killed was a Trump supporter who was unarmed and got murdered. No, no, she was a terrorist who was trying to kill members of Congress and got what she deserved. Fought for this country. Yeah, she was a terrorist. Who was trying to get through a door to kill members of Congress? Chris, I don't care what she did beforehand.
3: Chris, uh let me take you back to
2: Pearl Harbor. Remember the Pearl? Sneak attack, right? Now, I know you were about what, ten, eleven years no, old? No, but my daddy. Uh, that, my daddy. No, told no, me no. All you were ten that. or eleven. Let's be honest. Let's, let's tell America the truth, Curtis. <laughs> you were there. Nine. You were flying a Piper Cub. <laughs> I was birthed in 54. Okay. So you were a couple of years. If, You're a baby If boomer. you
3: believe the
2: way the history is
3: told, a yep. sneak attack, we had no idea. Admiral Yamamoto, who was supposed to be the good Japanese guy, graduated from USC, right? He was the yeah, good one. Was... As opposed to General Tojo or Emperor Hirohito. But we, if you b- follow history, sneak attack, we had no idea. Yeah, no going. idea. Some would say.
2: You sure the FBI didn't perpetrate that?
3: No, but you and know, what, you know the, uh, what the conspiracy uh, is to, that, to know, Roosevelt, Roosevelt the other the way, way. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to get wanted in to the get war. In. And in fact. So F- he'd get
2: rid of his Pacific fleet to right. just let that happen. Right. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> no, I don't either. So, that, right. That's why that conspiracy I know, lingers. stupid.
3: But the fact is, that was a sneak attack. Nine eleven, sneak attack. We didn't see it coming. Yeah we saw everything coming on January 6th. Did we
2: see people coming in with and, and, and being violent like that I don't I don't know how we could have seen that um, It's coming. called Intel it's uh, called surveillance it's again called confidential she's not comparing it to the devastation of those days. she's comparing it to the shock on the nation of that day. We were shocked. I was shocked. I'm still shocked at that, that happened. Why, why didn't she just use a more poignant comparison? You know what it is? I think here's the thing. These the white Alamo, boys, These right? white boys. It was like the attack the, on the Alamo the, these, by these white boys, Santana. These white boys calling in. They're always looking for a reason to pick on Kamala Harris. They don't I mean, like they don't like the African American woman telling them it, what to it, do. Uh, they it. don't like, it. and they, by the way, they can't pick on the old man. They can't pick on Biden because yeah, he's an old white guy. Look, and there, you know, the guy that called it—he's an old white. Can you too. acknowledge
3: so. that Kamala Harris is flawed? Uh, during the campaign she had people leaving her campaign. She's a real diva. Uh, yeah. And now is vice president. She's vice president of the United
2: that. States. You know you know what they you know what they say about people who become vice president of the United States. Well, what's that? They're all pretty narcissistic now. You just ran for mayor, so you're you're aware of this, right? <laughs> uh, excuse you know, me. You know that there's a personality flaw in right. somebody who's gonna well, run for something that big. Can't you acknowledge <laughs> she? They, they're a little flawed personalities <laughs> and they're pretty demanding Chris, or they don't get there. Kind of like radio hosts. Would like you me. acknowledge she is so, a, a diva? She's no more of a diva than I am, or you. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, she's a bit of a diva. You need. She's the vice president of the United I States. I understand what
3: she is, and I acknowledge that. She's the most
2: powerful woman in the world. Uh no. Uh, second to Nancy Pelosi, I guess. Oh, I don't thank know. you. There, there you, you go. go. Yes, Sorry. Yeah, she's second most powerful woman in the world. Exactly. Give me thank a you for she could be the most that. powerful woman in the world. Uh, by at the way, any uh,
3: Nancy will soon be retiring to where?
2: Desantis land, right? No. Yes. No, she's staying she in California. No, she's going to Florida. Oh, she's going go to Florida like everybody else. Yeah, 90s. like AOC. Well, uh, screw it. You know what? He only won by three-tenths of a percentage point. That. All these people moving down there, he should be well, very not,
3: concerned. Uh, AOC was vacationing there. Uh, Pelosi and her husband, with all their stock, their fat stock portfolios, are carrying it down probably to uh, uh, Fort
2: Myers. Fort Myers. one 800 Arlene in Wappinger Falls. Eileen. Arlene, sorry. Yes
1: how are you? I'm doing well. How are um, you?
2: Happy Sunday.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, you asked the question, what was the first thought that came to your mind when you saw the violence happening um, against the Capitol? Well, the very first thought in my mind was, oh, my God, BLM and the Antifa have infiltrated the Trump march.
2: Well, that where's your proof of that? Is that what you still think, Arlene? I don't think you don't sound like an idiot to me. So I'm I'm assuming you don't think that anymore guess that thinking that but do you but think that but arlene question. arlene let me ask you do you think that now yes i do oh my god arlene what are they drinking and what are they what are they putting in the water and Wappinger falls there's always a problem coming out of that part of the state
3: well you'd like that to be completely vetted out in this investigation of course right? i would i'd you like to that-
2: look i was open for a completely nonpartisan. Select commission like the one we had for nine eleven. Yeah. By the way, and by the way, have we
3: yet blamed the Saudis for that? We should. Uh, 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 we, all
2: of the report was redacted. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they are blamed. Prince in that report. fraud from right. the House of Fraud, Saudi Arabia. Redacted. I, I, you know, you're not going to get any argument from me. I give the Saudis no no cover here, no pass from me. Right. But I, clearly, I, I think we can agree on this. Clearly, the open, Bin Laden family knew what their youngest son was doing. Open public hearings.
3: Uh, We take all points of view. Let the American public make their own determination. Well, let's not guide
2: them. We're going to have a committee hearing. We're going to have a hearing. There are going to be lots of public hearings in the next couple of weeks. And let's hear what people have to say. And all these people taking the fifth, the Roger Stones of the world, the Steve Bannons fighting their subpoenas – if they're innocent, what do they have? Remember how people whoa, used to whoa, say "With stop and frisk? Excuse if you're innocent, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you worried about? Chris, Chris. If you've got nothing to hide, if you've done nothing wrong, at the end of why your can't name, you talk?
3: At the end of your name, it's Esquire, right? It is. Your lawyer.
2: Just call me Dr. Hahn. Uh, you I'm might actually
3: doctor. advocate if you were representing a client taking the fifth, right? If they're guilty. Oh, if they're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what the Fifth Amendment means. So all of a sudden, where did all your law training come in?
2: It's not what it means, but it's why you take it. Oh, I see. It is not what it means. So what the hell is what is the amendment doing in there for? Let me tell you something. Not a lot of innocent people take the Fifth. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) I've represented people on both sides, whether they've been prosecuted or defendants. And when they're innocent, they don't take the phone. Oh, okay. All right. They tell their story. So you threw
3: all the law school training right out the door. <laughs> well, you know, way. they
2: don't really – let me just explain something to you. They don't really teach you how to be a lawyer in law school. They don't teach you how to actually practice well, law. They, ask Nancy. Let's She'll face tell you. It, my wife is a lawyer. I know. And she acknowledges
3: they teach you how to talk out of both sides of your mouth, meaning they will ask you in a classroom, take the affirmative, and now take the negative. Right, of course. And simultaneously,
2: you could take both points and win the case. Yes, by the way, that's only one class. That's like, you know, that's like advocacy or something like that. Most of the time you're in law school, you're learning obscure stuff that doesn't matter. You don't really learn how to be a lawyer. You learn how to be a lawyer through your internships uh, so much, and through your how jobs. How much
3: money did you waste on basically 80 learning- grand? <laughs> I'm
2: still paying for it too, <laughs> by the way. Sucks. one 800 Let me go to Larry in Brooklyn. Larry!
1: Yeah, uh, Ashley Babbitt was unarmed. So uh, don't you don't you think it's a little bit hyperbolic to say that she was there to kill Congress people? She, she was there to unarmed? kill
2: Congress people.
1: Yeah, where, where was her arms? What was she? How was she going to? She kill was her?
2: leading the charge of other people that were going to go in there and they were going to take those Congress people. Look at what she said. Look at what they were doing. And she was told by the police officers there that day to stop. They were there to protect the members of Congress. They were there. People were assaulting cops all over the Capitol. Ashley Babbitt was used. I don't believe that it was all of her fault. I believe that she was radicalized by people like Trump, by people like Bannon. Okay? But. She was there, was just it? like other people. What were happened to personal
3: responsibility? You you come to your own conclusions. Now you're blaming Bannon. You're blaming Trump. Well, you know, people are coming all the way for over from believe, San Diego. You gotta
2: believe. You gotta believe the lie, right? You gotta hear the right, lie. So let, you me, believe the let me lie. take you back. She trusted the wrong. Let people. Let me
3: take you back in a time machine. Yeah, a time there machine. was a woman who spent time in jail, eventually released by Bill Clinton. Uh, they were FALN terrorists who went in to the uh, public area of the House of Representatives, pulled guns out, shot five congresspeople right there in the well of the House. That's pretty devastating. Horrible. Why were they all given opportunities? You're asking me about something
2: that happened in 1993. You know
3: why Bill did it? (laughs) Because Hillary was running for U.S. Senate in New York, and she wanted the Puerto Rican vote. Look,
2: I, I wouldn't have let him out. Okay. All I, right. In fact, All quite right. frankly, I think if you pull a gun on a member of Congress and start shooting, I think All you right. should be executed. Okay. And let's not forget. I, I, I do. I, I, I'm not for the death penalty for but any other reason let's except not for political terrorism.
3: The uh, Puerto Rican terrorists who almost killed Truman in the Blair House. If not for a Washington, D.C. cop. Bad stuff.
2: one 800 Chris on Curtis Lewa with you till 5. Oh, no.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king, Curtis Lewa, in the left corner. The aggressive progressive, Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's News and Talk Station. 77 WABC.
2: 1-800-848-9222. I'm Chris Hahn. I'm with Curtis Sliwa.
3: Now, now, Chris, uh, leading the effort of this investigative committee uh, into January 6th is really Liz Cheney. Absolutely. Uh, this very same Cheneys that got us involved in Iraq, uh, those, the warmongers, those yeah, that yeah. created the worst situation well, in history. it was
2: her father. Yeah, but like, I'm supported. not going to blame your kids for all, everything well, you've done. It. I mean, I, don't, I you don't want them blamed no, for everything no, no, you've no, done. Yeah, right? yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so, but she, I don't want my kids blamed for anything I did. She was a true believer. Even to this
3: day, she yeah. justifies it. But she is your Joan of Arc right now, right? She is
2: solid as a rock on this issue. All right. and But you don't have any other Republican on that committee. Well, Adam Kinzinger. Who gives a different point of view. They should you have put he, serious people on the committee. But they the, put Jim I'm sorry. Jim Jordan is not a serious person. He is not a serious what, person. What should he put his jacket on with yeah. that uh, of a coat jacket? <laughs> pull down your sleeves. <laughs> and oh yeah, apologize to all those wrestlers at Ohio State <laughs> who came to you when they were being sexually assaulted and you did nothing. And then we'll take you seriously, right. Jim. But, but, I mean, that's the, that's do you the think problem. just for the optics. Maybe to have had one trumper
3: on the committee. I, I think
2: it would have been a great thing if we would have just had this non-political committee of elder states people who could have walked us through it so, and told us the truth. Non-electeds. Non-electeds. People who have already served. People who weren't coming back. People who didn't have anything to gain. Like they did for 9-11. They brought in the former governor of New Jersey. He wasn't running for anything. He he chaired the committee with a Democrat. Tom Kane, Tom Kane, yes, Jersey Tom you. It's like Brooke he's a ton, he's a, ton, he's, he's a guy from Jersey who speaks like he's from England. I don't understand. one 800 848 Carol. You're on with Curtis and Chris.
1: Hi, guys. I just wanted to say that I think that Pelosi uh, not hiring the National Guard, not getting them to the rally, I think this was planned. I think they used the Trump rally to bludgeon him with. And I think that's why the FBI guys were there urging people to break in. And I think that this was planned, and I think it'll never really come out until she's gone from office, and then one day it'll come out. Let me
2: ask you, Carol. um, So she just assumed they were going to be violent and said, let's not have the National Guard there, because, of course, they're going to be violent. They're Trump people. Is that what you're saying? She hoped it would be violent. She hoped. I I, I don't don't understand. I don't understand what she's saying. Can you try to explain it to me, Carol? On
3: her way out the door, because thank God she's retiring. Yes. Wouldn't it behoove Nancy to say, "I really didn't focus on that as I should have"? It, it, that would almost eliminate part of the problem with that. Instead of her stonewalling,
2: "Not my job." Well, I, you know, this is like her fiftieth transfer of power, and nothing like this has ever happened <laughs> on a day that usually is B-roll on the evening. You know, oh, and today they brought in the big gold right, box. With she's the electoral she's votes. being drawn. It into became it, a right? thing because the
3: the former guy. Right, but she's being drawn into this because, and she hasn't answered this question. It's like, why not just acknowledge? Like, so many of our elected officials and appointed officials, Democrats and Republicans, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't on my A game. I should have been focused on security. I should have understood that there was a I, I, need sorry. for additional it, it security. It is not the
2: Speaker of the House's job. Oh no, no. she has no idea To be in charge in of the security of the Capitol. Okay, there is a Capitol Police Department now. She hires. I mean, she fired the, the chief of that per- police. But it is not her job to do that. And frankly, to even think that something like that would happen, it's unthinkable in this country. I guess it's thinkable so now. Ab- now her. we'll always be thinking. Absolve about her of any responsibility. I'm not absolving her of any responsibility. Of course not.
3: The all she but, has to do is say, you know, I should have paid more attention to that. That's yeah. it.
2: Okay, but that's not the biggest problem of January 6th. Oh, oh I see. The yeah, biggest okay. problem of January 6th are people saying, let's have trial by combat, people rallying people up towards violence. So Those people need to be held accountable.
3: Based on what we know now. Right. You having worked in the criminal justice system, yes, sir. Uh, having been an aide to Chuck Schumer, who's leading the charge now, uh, would you say there's indictable offenses uh, against the former president Donald Trump and his attorney? I, I don't know. Gillian? I don't know
2: if it's going to make it all the way to Donald Trump, but I do think that people pretty close to Donald Trump are going to get indicted, and I think some of them are going to convicted, and I can't wait.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so oh, wait, So you would have to recuse yourself if you were on the jury, right? I would if not. you be, were in the grand jury. You do not
2: want me on that jury. <laughs> That's I would not choice. get picked. Or i go in there and i play dumb. i like, go, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even have a television set. I'm not the Chris Hahn on the radio. Please pick me for the jury. one 800 848 now Now, the venue...
3: If yes. there ever is a venue, it would be Washington, D.C.,
2: the mm. federal court system. Yeah, it sucks for them. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's not, not gonna, Virginia. It's not going to be fun. It's not in nearby Virginia. Even if it's in Virginia, it'll be northern Virginia. Yeah, but still, you've well got a better shot either. in northern Virginia mm, than you do in Washington, D.C. Not really. Got a lot by of then, New York Times readers in northern Virginia. By then, will
3: <laughs> Pelosi and Schumer have their dream of D.C. becoming the 51st I,
2: state? You know what? I, it would have been the first thing I did. You know, when when Obama had a sixty vote majority in the Senate, I would have created the state of Puerto Rico and the state of Washington. Okay, D.C. but uh, you know, Puerto
3: Rico <laughs> is not a slam dunk. They've no, they got to want governors. it. They got to want it. They've had Republican
2: governors. You know, it's kind of it's they're not Republicans or Democrats in Puerto Rico. They're the statehood party and independence party. And right? by the way, as many or Commonwealth,
3: as party. many Puerto Ricans have left to come to the mainland here because of the earthquake, uh, Hurricane Maria, uh, Hurricane, yeah. Who is actually flocking to Puerto Rico all the crypto monsters, like mm. hedge fund monsters, because their monies are shielded in Puerto Rico? Did you know
2: that? I, something's got to give, man. Yeah, yeah, you see? Something's got to give. I don't know. one 800 We have a t- time for a quick call before we go to break. Dean and Dean, come on. You're on the air, Dean. Hey, Cr- hey Curtis and
1: Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, uh, hey we, we've seen what happened. We've seen them break in windows. Why do you got to know this story about, you know, like
2: them smearing fleeces on the wall? Because they did, I mean, Dean. We keep... Dean. Okay, we keep... Dean, it happened. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to say it. I hate it. I hate that it happened. I hate that our fellow Americans... Were lied to, and they felt that this was acceptable behavior. Got maybe they that, just couldn't you, find you, the bathroom. You it's you very to, complicated. Out of, out
3: of all the <laughs> violations, that that was the worst indiscretion of all. Taking feces. I, I, I get it, it's and it. I get it. it on the if wall. You could
2: get easily lost in the Capitol. Maybe we'll give him a pass. One 9222 Chris on Curtis Lee, we're with you till five.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Sliwa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
3: I suggest we take off the everlast gloves. We go bare knuckle here. Curtis Sliwa on the right. Mr. Law and Order, leader of the Guardian Angels, battling it out with Christopher Hahn, contributor on the Fox News Channel, former aide of Chuck
2: Schumer, and a proud liberal. I like to call myself a progressive, but, yeah, liberal's fine. Uh, I, liberal, I, hey, I guess on. it's coming back now. Big
3: L, big L in front of you. I guess in the C.
2: 90s we weren't allowed to call ourselves liberal because it was somehow Ronald Reagan figured out a way to make it bad in the 80s and early 90s with, with uh, Bush senior. Well, yours is now like
3: a Chinese menu. You can be a liberal. You could be a progressive. You could be a democratic socialist of America or encompassing all f- three of those. A justice warrior. (laughs) Of course, are you a justice warrior? I
2: I think we should all be justice
3: warriors, don't you uh, think? uh, Don't you think
2: we should all want justice? That should be our goal? Yeah. It depends
3: on what your form of justice is. Like One of the big stories across America it affects every municipality is the rise of district attorneys who have been sworn in based Mm. on the constitution of their states. And have basically said, you know what? I'm telling you now, as I told you during my campaign, I am not enforcing certain laws. I'm basically ignoring them. No enforcement whatsoever. And I'm going to just concentrate on major crimes, you know, major gun uh, uh, running, major uh, drug running, uh, white collar crime, political crimes. But when you consider shoplifting, street-level crime, they're not going to waste any time. Yeah, sure. on They're going to plea it out,
2: or they're not going right. to deal with it at all. Uh,
3: Smashing grabs, resisting arrest of a police officer. Yeah, I'm a little perplexed
2: that. about that one. I, I think resisting arrest is something they all should. All right, be but take this care.
3: is this is not unique. If you go to San Francisco, Boudin is the uh, district attorney there. By the way, comes good pedigree, you know, whether underground pedigree, his mommy and daddy, right? Uh, Revolution again,
2: sins of the father. You and I both don't want that happening to our kids. Then the strangers. <laughs> this is the strangest. right?
3: Gasol, who's the DA in LA, was in the LAPD. He was the chief of staff, the number two guy to Bill Bratton when he left New York to become the police commissioner in LA. Yeah, yeah. Then he becomes district attorney in San Francisco for a few years before Boudin. He goes back to LA because he says, My mother is ill. I'd really want to stay here with my family. Runs for the LA County DA. He's under recall. Boudin in San Francisco is under recall. Thank God California has recall. A lot of states don't have recall. Ridiculous
2: law, by the way. I hate it. Why? Because we live in a republic, not a democracy. I'm sorry. It's a republic if you can keep it. It's not a. Oh, I don't like what you did last week. Let me recall you. Yeah, That's yeah, stupid. Why, it's a stupid thing. Why
3: wouldn't you want people to have an? App? First of all, you
2: have an out Every four years, you get to choose these people, and you can choose uh, every two years. Chris, usually, council members who can knock knock around with these. Do you guys know how doing.
3: difficult a recall election is? I realize it's, it's not many, that difficult.
2: How many signatures you have to get of of people who voted in the previous election? It's a small percentage. No, it's not. Voting. It's very difficult it's to, to very, get. They tried to get Gavin Newsom out, and basically. It was a such a small percentage, considering how many votes he got for governor. It, it was a ridiculous amount of votes. Why was it ridiculous? Look at what had happened years before with Gray Davis. It was like a, million, it was like a million signatures. He got that like 10 million votes. Had,
3: but Gray Davis, who couldn't handle right. the electrical grid, you know, all the brownouts, blackouts. Yeah, house. why aren't they doing and, that for and, and Greg and
2: Abbott down in in Texas, who couldn't handle the electrical I don't think voters. they have. Recall well, in Texas. he's going to run for re-election this year. He better hope it's not a cold winter. Well,
3: well he's got, he's got problems. You know, there's uh, Colonel West to the far, far right. Yeah, Colonel
2: West. Uh, and well, of the, course. A guy who was a Florida member of Congress from Florida. That's Now he's true. running for governor.
3: That's tax. true. And now, remember, your hero. At one point, he was on his way to getting the Democratic nomination. <laughs> Young man from El Paso. We had to see his homemade YouTube videos of when he was in the dentist's office, when he was driving across America, when he was flossing his teeth.
2: It worked. Raised him a lot of Rourke. money. Rourke. Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Right. Oh, yeah. that was your guy. What happened? He crashed in I Merk. think he's going to be governor of Texas. Look. I didn't Look, I think Texas is a state that, is just waiting to flip. Well, you know why? And it's
3: going to change the map in this You know why? Because so many people from California and New York are fleeing
2: to Texas. Yeah. It may become purple. It's already purple. And God forbid, eventually blue. It's going to be blue. It, it'll be blue. I, I I thought by now it'd be blue. I'm a little surprised it hasn't. We'll see no, what
3: happens. Uh, O'Rourke really gave a good challenge Look, to Ted Cruz. I don't know
2: how Ted Cruz is still in politics. Okay. The man is basically reek from Game of Thrones. And you know what I mean by that. He had something cut off of him. And Tucker Carlson showed the world this week that Ted Cruz, it doesn't matter what you say. If I say something bad about you, you're going to come onto my show yeah, but and you're that was groveling. So
3: That's like WWE. Come on. Yeah. Know. I don't think so. Oh, oh I, I think he went let, groveling. Let, let's, let, can we listen? Please come on. You want to play it again? And, yes. We, right. we have to because I'm telling you. That this was all signaled in advance. This is like when Vince McMahon Jr. is in the locker room and t- telling I, I, Hogan.
2: I got it. But he looked horrible. Really? Like, why would you, as a senator, put yourself in that situation where you're basically groveling Oh, and he didn't know
3: that this question would come
2: up. Of I, course I, he knew it would let's come go up. Go he t- wanted to go on to apologize to Tucker. You've got to win the Tucker primary if you're going to no, run for I, president. I, I, Some people tell me that Tucker's going to run for president. Oh get oh, I look man I've spent a lot of time in green come rooms on. so everybody come in on. this anybody anybody who wants some intel on Tucker come Tucker to me.
3: Carlson <laughs> is a Thespian and actor when he was at MSNBC he was to the left I substituted him for one week he said to me with his bow tie remember that was his trademark then Curtis, don't alienate my audience with that conservative I don't stuff. I never not ever
2: think he was to the left. I always thought he was maybe center. At
3: MSNBC?
2: I don't know. I wasn't watching it back then. Nobody was back then. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on. Nobody was back no. then.
3: But let's go to the audio
1: tape.
2: You never use words
1: carelessly, um, and yet you called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did what I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. And I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions... of of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. Of course, it would be ridiculous for me to be saying that the people standing up and protesting to follow the law were somehow terrorists. I was talking about people who commit violence against cops. And you and I both agree, if you commit violence against cops... You should go to jail. I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats in the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist. I'm a terrorist. I guess I just don't believe you. And I mean that
2: with respect.
1: See, both sides benefit
3: from that appearance. Both sides benefit. Uh,
2: everybody's talking about it.
3: Right, but Ted Cruz. By the way, I
2: never called Ted Cruz a terrorist. I called him a traitor. So, right, but, but wanna, Ted, I want to clarify, Ted, I've never called you a terrorist. You've never used violence, but you are a traitor to your country. But remember, and plus a good father.
3: Remember, he went no, off to that vacation in Cancun he with his daughters, his daughters. When Texas See, was in a brownout, daughter- out blackout. He blamed his daughters. Oh,
2: no, my kids wanted to get out of town. But you've
3: been in. Hardcore politics. You were an aide to Chuck Schumer. I mean, you've learned it all. This appearance was prearranged. It was good for Tucker Carlson to be the heavy. You think it was? I get it was good for Tucker, but it wasn't good for Ted. Yes, because he gets out from under it on a show that a lot of the people who would hold it against Ted Cruz now hears. And although he appears to be weak, capitulating, he's definitely
2: weak. Right, but I don't think appearing, appearing weak helps you. I just don't. not he's, in he's appeared weak before. He's weak. Wait, how how could you not
3: be weak? Trump, the candidate who's running against you, when it was just two I, guys I left it. standing, said your father aided and abetted.
2: I, I I don't I don't understand how you ever. Lee Harvey ha-
3: Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. In your father JLK. killed
2: Kennedy, right? Uh, but can you please now 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 you're going to grovel at that guy's Always feet?
3: Always forgiven and forgotten. Look, another guy who hopes to become the Republican nominee, Chamu. El Jefe, Chris Christie, <laughs> look how many times he's had the love-hate relationship with Trump. One minute he loves him, next minute he hates him. It's the seesaw effect. I, I, Please, Chris, you've been in this game too long I, not I, to I, realize when we're being set up, when we're being spun.
2: Look – um Ted Cruz will never be the Republican nominee for president, and if he ever is, and I hope he is, because it'd be the easiest, the only person easier for the Democrats to take on is Trump. Frankly, because Trump would motivate people; they'd be scared to death of Trump becoming right, president. Well, one thing we but can Ted agree is on is just hate, hated. One thing, Ted Lindsey Graham. You remember Lindsey Graham? Yes, the guy from the South, South Carolina yeah, Republican. Yeah, yeah, he said you could murder Ted Cruz on the floor of the U.S. Senate with all 100 senators present. Have the trial in the U.S. Senate that same day and not get convicted because people in the Senate hate that guy. Well, was this at the
3: same time that uh, then-candidate uh, Donald Trump was giving out uh, Lindsey Graham's I, it personal self uh, It was phone right number. around that time, yeah. And then <laughs> Lindsey Graham,
2: of course, he bent the knee. Come on. Two.
3: A lot of this is you know, stage.
2: Can, can we stop talking about these two weak people? Yes, right, let's talk let's about talk- two strong people. The Pope. Who I know you love. And Hell who I love. no. You don't like Pope Frank? I no, like Pope no, no, Frank.
3: No. Pope Francis uh, loves uh, Che more than almost he does wishes, J.C. It
2: almost makes me wish that I wasn't a lapsed Catholic,
3: you know? No, um, no I'm an A&P Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms <laughs> on Sunday, then you don't see me for a month Sunday. Yeah, you haven't
2: seen me in many years
3: of Sundays. So think of this. Pope but.
2: Francis'
3: claim to fame was he was a bouncer outside of a gin mill, a nightclub in Buenos Aires. Then he decides he has an epiphany. I want to become a priest. I don't want to chase skirts anymore. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to experience nightlife anymore. And becomes pious and chase. Sure. Uh, <laughs> then emerges as a number one candidate as the smoke goes up the chimney. The cardinal I mean, have it, set. Was, it
2: was a surprise to all of
0: us. I no,
3: think. because Latin America is a base for Roman Catholics. Europe shrinking, North America Everybody's shrinking. Everybody's
2: looking for the Latino vote.
3: Right. <laughs> even the Catholics. So Pope Francis comes in. And he even says in his initial interviews, I love St. Francis of Assisi. I love St. Francis of Assisi. So on Wednesday, he gives a papal message that it is in league of what he's been saying lately. He is saying to the flock, the true believers, you've got to go out there and you've got to create babies. I don't care if it's natural. I don't care if it's artificial insemination. I don't care if it's donations
2: in a Petri dish. Now you got that need message. babies. You got that message years ago. You have multiple babies with multiple women. I, I, I right. So you problem. have been a good Catholic in that regard. Uh, that,
3: oh, no, because two of my youngest sons are Jews. My wow. oldest son is a Catholic. Yeah, but they're babies. They're uh, there. So the, the chosen people get two out of that. Right. But the point being is the Pope then starts railing against people who have pets. You have pets. I do. I
2: have two dogs.
3: I have 16 rescue cats in a 328 square foot apartment that I share with my wife, Nancy, the animal rescuer. Uh, in the Upper West Side, you know, with all the liberals and progressives, I yes. mean, that's the epicenter. You take
2: the red hat off before you get near the building. The no. like, take the hat off, take the jacket no, off. No, no, because when, have they, an inside out jacket. when they
3: see my red beret, in their eyes, it doesn't represent Law and Order and the Guardian Angels. It represents Hugo
2: Chavez. It
3: it's, represents Fidel Castro. It represents,
2: it's, that's the guy with the, with the, with, who's living with his daughter and the 25 cats. Oh, oh that's, that's what true. they really think. My wife. Oh, isn't that the guy on the first floor who lives with his daughter in a studio apartment? My wife, I don't even know how young she is. She's a hipster millennial. That's all I know. She would be inappropriate for me to date, and I am a lot younger than you.
3: So think <laughs> so, of it. I'm running for mayor. My wife is accompanying me, and everywhere we went, uh, whether with foes uh, or uh, friends, they would come up and say, Nancy, what is it like to be the daughter of Curtis
2: Sliwa? It's so sad. one 800 we're going to talk more about this. Oh, We're going no, to talk wait. about the Pope. We're going to talk about Joe Manchin, who's one of the real powers in Washington, on the other side of the break. one 800 848 to join the national conversation with Curtis and Chris.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's News and Talk Station. 77 WABC.
2: There we go. 1-800-848-9222. if you want to be part of the National Conversation. Chris Hahn, Curtis Leewell with you till 5 o'clock. Talking about our pal, my Goombarachich, Pope Francis.
3: Yeah, well, let me explain. Because uh, being an animal rights, animal welfare uh, activist, I was a major plank in my campaign for mayor. First time anywhere in America.
2: It's one of the things you and I
3: agree on. Almost 100%. Right. No kill shelters right. uh, for unwanted animals of any types. There's always a home uh, we can find for them, whether you foster them out or get them adopted. No right. need to kill them right. unless they're in such perilous condition uh, that everybody agrees it's better that they yep. uh, yep. pet pass into the air. But Pope Francis, right, said that if you have pets and you're not having babies, you're selfish. Well, what if you have pets and babies? Like me, well, that's you, right. and obviously like myself. But no, 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 no. We should be having babies because the population is depleting. Obviously, we know that. It in is Europe. it? Is the population depleting in Europe? In and Europe, in, in North America, right? Uh, this is where most of the money for the Roman Catholic Church right. comes from.
2: Well, they're going to get a new market. That's why they elected this pope. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But the point being, to so
3: crassly say that you're selfish to have pets. And not to have babies. Think of that. I I tell you, with all the people that I know, relatives that I have, the many ex-wives that I've had, the kids that I have. Yeah, there is nothing better after a long day when you come home, you schlep home, and e- everything has happened to you uh, um, simultaneously. Your world is collapsing. Yep, yep. When the pet comes up and is by your side, I love
2: it. it, it you it, the pet senses. Yes. That you have a problem. I'll tell you what. When I was leaving to come here today, everybody was out. Yeah, and my older dog was sleeping upstairs. My puppy was downstairs, and she just wanted me to stay. She had that look. She's like, "Come on, sit down on the couch yeah. like we did yesterday. Yeah. Let's watch some football." Yeah, you know, it was so sad. Yeah, I yeah, they, they,
3: they, yeah. they, they don't. They're not judgmental. No, uh, I just recently had one of our rescue cats, a calico named Hope. Uh, who had bad uh, bout of cancer? My uh, wife Nancy rescued him from the shelter. Rescued her from the shelter, got her the operation. She lived an incredible more two years, and then just passed away. And I got to tell you, Chris, I'm considered like one of the toughest guys in America. Uh, one who? of the toughest by guys.
2: Who, who's who's saying, Thugs. who's saying that? You know, guys out in the streets. <laughs> You're one of the toughest guys. Yeah, in America. there's no doubt about it. You. Yes. Not like Tom Brady or... Uh, oh, come on. Tom Brady yeah. is defended by an <laughs> offensive line. Not of like uh, who's the guy from the Texans who moved to... Who's been shot? <laughs> who's been stabbed? Who's been beaten? Yeah, You I got, saw me battling. I did. I saw you take a, a city bike to the head right. and, I, and then came in and did two hours of right, radio. Right. So the point no, so being is when my... You are very tough.
3: My father, Chester, passed away uh, as he did at 93. My mother, Francesca, at 94. They lived a great life. I never shed a tear for them. People said, "Oh, come on, Curtis, this is your mother." Number ninety-four, right? But come on, Curtis, right? I just never cried when someone passed. The year after, when uh, my calico cat, the rescue cat Hope, killer, I went with my wife to the vet. We watched it being euthanized. I cried for three straight hours. Because there's something about your attachment to a pet
2: that is different. And it doesn't make me selfish, Pope Francis. No, No, He's wrong. He's absolutely wrong about that. I do like the Pope. I think there needs to be balanced. You know, you, you want. Well, oh, you Catholics. love the Pope because he's a liberational theologist. He's uh, to. Your it's funny. I'm not really a. I, you know, I'm not. I don't consider myself a Catholic. anymore. I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic till I was like nine. Then we became evangelicals. Oh. And now I don't go to church at all. Oh wait. Uh, but you're, you're a holy roller and I'm not, evangelical. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anything anymore. Now I'm a. I believe in God. But, <laughs> you know, give me a break. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, it's like, the more in God we trust. If, I, you, you know, I accumulate. believe in a God that created football on Sunday. So I believe in. God that uh, allowed me to sleep in on Sunday. Now
3: let's go to the new Pope of Washington D.C. Yes. Uh, he can do no wrong. Pope Mansion, Pope Manchin, Of West Virginia. Uh, recently uh, former uh, Congressman uh, Peter King wrote an op-ed piece that he should be the nominee to become the next president of the United States. And then it was coupled by an op-ed piece in the Washington, uh, excuse me, in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Likewise, it seems there's this move to anoint Manchin as more of a quasi-democratic, moderate, independent who could potentially Heal. be
2: <laughs> a, a, a presidential candidate, who could appeal to both sides. Uh, I don't think so. I, first of all, I think, again, he's another one who's getting too old. I don't want another baby boomer or like Joe, Joe Biden has even passed before baby boomers. I want a Gen X or millennial as the Democratic nominee for the next next round of president. So we're talking Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. No, I mean, Boutier. it doesn't have to be Buttigieg. It could be somebody else. Uh, but I want – some is a millennial. I, I mean, I'm a Gen Xer. We had one president, Barack Obama. I mean, a great one, Barack Obama. But I would like to have another president from my generation. You know, I mean, we have the best music. Why can't we have the best presidents?
3: Hmm. So you would actually would be based. The gradation for you is what their age is. It's
2: not It's not, speci- it's not only going to be what their age is. But I think it's time for the Democratic Party to move away from baby boomers. So in this and case, I think it's time for us all in this country all right, well, it gives you to an move away. I think, you know, I'm not saying they should all go. But I think that we need to stop. You know, baby boomers have held on for a long time. They have been in power forever my entire life. And it is time to pass the torch in this country.
3: Okay, so now you have the oldest president ever, Joe yes. Biden. First year, he's yep. completed one year. What kind of report card do you give him? Because clearly you seem to be inferring that maybe if he makes it through four years, it's time to retire. I, I, I,
2: I do not believe he will run for reelection, although he is saying he will. Uh, I give him a B. Uh, it's been a tough year for this country. Uh, between COVID's up and down, and the supply chain issues and other things, but I do think he's done a pretty good job. Look, he's created more jobs in his first year than any president ever. Unemployment is at its lowest rate in my lifetime. Uh, you know, I, I think he's doing a good job on some things. I think he's got to do better on some others. All
3: right. So, what are some of the things that he needs to do a better job on? Because my my impression is things really came unglued. With the departure, the retreat, the surrender in Afghanistan, I, I, I
2: yeah, I, I don't, I disagree. I think that it was going to be messy, no matter who was president, no matter what the plan was. Uh, we were there for twenty years. I'm happy, and I think most Americans are happy that we're not there anymore. All right, but remember his, home- and, and I think I think part of the problem with him is his messaging. You need to own that as a victory. They're afraid of the images, and the images were horrible—the people clinging to airplanes and the chaos, and then of course the bombing. But it is a victory. We were there for 20 years. He got us out. And that's that's
3: what is it? How do you perceive of that as a victory when the Taliban are reinstituting all of the, quote, progressive values that were again? Why is that America's
2: problem? Right. We got we went in there to take out Osama bin Laden and the people who attacked us on 9-11. And then we stayed there for 20 years. And it was a cash machine for a lot of people around this country. And you talked about Dick Cheney earlier in the show, people who were associated with him. Uh, enough. You know, we got to take that money invested here at home. All
3: right, but you, you do recognize the way he did it. Uh, Could
2: it have been done better? Sure. But it was going to be messy and no matter the what. the
3: rationale to do it to blame Trump because he had a treaty with the Taliban in he, Qatar. He didn't
2: have to honor the treaty, but he wanted to get out. Every president since Bush, including Bush campaigned on ending the war in Afghanistan, every single one of them, on both sides of the aisle, and nobody had the guts to do it. Joe Biden had the guts to do it. Thank
3: you, Joe Biden. So you give him a gold star for that. I give
2: him a gold star for that, but needs improvement on execution.
3: All right. Now, what about this whole COVID situation? We were talking about that. The inability to get testing kits out throughout America. I I am not happy
2: with the way the testing situation was handled at the end of 2020, 21, I'm sorry. Uh, I think that they should have seen this coming with the holiday season. They should have been prepared for it. Even if you look around the country, the mass testing sites, the mass vaccination sites have all been taken down. So I think that they failed there. I also think that the CDC uh, has been particularly confusing with its message. Well, let me ask you this. How come
3: every day they come out and they address the nation and the world? Because we lead and the others follow when it comes to COVID-19. Right. We came up with the vaccines. Thank you, former President uh, Donald Trump. He finally got like some Like I said, economy. Like
2: I said, we should call it the Trump vaccine and then people could get a little prick to remind them of the big <laughs> prick. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Call it the Trump vaccine. It's just a little prick. But just Ask Stormy Daniels about it. It's just a little. But just, just,
3: little just prick. in the last 10 days, Joe Biden said... The feds can't
2: deal with this. No, 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 no. no. Joe Biden was on a conference calls with governors saying that we all need to work together on this. No, no, but he, he said... He was buttering... Oh, look, I, I'm i sorry. I've been in many of those meetings with presidents, mm. with governors, mm. with senators. When you're talking with localities, you don't just say it's all me. You're saying we are in it together. I can't do it without you. Yeah, but... And the Republicans took it and you're taking it and said, oh, he's abandoning it. That's not no, no, what he not said Not abandoning
3: it because... The same criticism was made of then-President Donald Trump, that he's not doing enough. And he was saying, really, a lot of this has to be done at the state level. He well, was
2: criticized. A lot of it does have to be done on the state level, but the feds have to provide guidance yeah, yeah. and assistance. And Joe Biden's giving we that. We should take the, well, the guidance the American, of DeSantis in Florida. The American Florida. Rescue Plan came Florida, up with this. has it all right. We got a lot more of this to come. one 800 Chris Hyde Curtis Lee, well, with you till 5.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC.
2: Yeah, Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. Waited till 5 o'clock, the left versus the right, one 800 If you want to be part of the National Conversation, pick up the phone and give us a call. Curtis, I know you've been burning up here.
3: Now, no, hold on a second. That was The
2: Clash, right?
3: Love The Clash. Why didn't you mention that The Clash dedicated a song to me and the Guardian Angels' Red Angel Dragon?
2: Because I wasn't alive in
3: 1975
2: when that happened.
3: There they were in the Lower East Side of Lower Manhattan, and they were watching us as we were running our patrols. yeah. Up, down, all around, and uh, they actually were inspired to write that show because they looked at us as being members of the counterculture, even though we were law and order. Yeah. Now the clash. Well, you kind of
2: were counterculture because, like, people are like, "What is this guy doing?" Mm. You're definitely counterculture now. Nobody wears red baseball jackets anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like it's like you're your own thing. <laughs> but I thought you would have a renewed. You think I would remember? Something that happened in the 70s when I was, like, three. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't remember what happened in the 70s when I was three. 1-800-848-9222. 848 wabc So, um, restorative justice. Yes. It's not your favorite. Thing. Yes, yes. Now tell me about it. Why? Okay. Uh,
3: it's a huge national story and has been for at least the last three years. As George Soros has decided that if he's going to put his money into political races, as a lot of whales do on both the right right and the left, rather than invest in national politics, uh, congressional elections, U.S. Senate elections, that his philosophy, his ideology can best be represented by helping DAs get elected in municipalities. And he, is, he has basically put his money where his ideology is. So if you go to the San Francisco DA, L.A. DA, St. Louis DA, Fox, the DA who just got reelected in Chicago. Right. Krasno, who just got reelected in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, and now Bragg, who just got elected into the most prestigious district attorney's office in America. It, movies have been made about it. The TV show Law & Order is about it. The Manhattan District I Attorney's I was rejected
2: office. from it. When I was in law school. You were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, I, don't, I, don't. Well, well, I was technically I was in Queens and then I was in Suffolk. Well
3: you didn't have the pedigree. You had to understand I went
2: to Saint John's, not Harvard. No,
3: no, no. But where also, real lawyers come also, from. Also, Manhattan D. A. has many sons and daughters right. of those who have been politically connected. No, and I years. had no
2: political connections at all. So where did you end up? Well, I wound up working for Chuck Schumer. <laughs>
3: right. So. But that's Chuck Schumer. But you did work for the Queen's I, when DA. I was in
2: Queen when I was at Saint John's I had a special appointment, my third year of law school in the Queen's D.A.'s office. I worked in the appeals unit.
3: Okay. There. And so. that DA who was like DA for life, his nickname was duck down DA Brown. You DA know why? D. A. Brown, was,
2: Judge Brown. You know why guy. he was duck down DA Brown. I've heard this story, but tell it again, you tell okay. it better than me. He
3: was a judge before he was elected yes. district attorney. So he's a short guy to begin Extremely with. Extremely short. Uh, He sentences this guy to like, uh, you know, 20 years, uh, not life, 20 years. The guy takes umbrage to it, pulls out a pistol, fires a shot at him. Yeah. But he was so short, the shot flew right over his head. (laughs) Thank God. He ducked down, though, so he got the nickname Duck Down Brown. And after that, that's when they put metal detectors in the courthouses of the state courts and the municipal courts. Well, it's about time. But it all came about because of the guy you worked for, ducked Down, D. Well, a. Brown. I
2: mean, you know, look, uh, I'm glad he didn't get hit by a bullet. I mean, was that supposed to be, like, were you teasing him with that nickname? No, no, no. But that, that's I mean, how... you should have ducked down a few times. You would have yeah, spent exactly. a lot less time in the exactly. hospital. And
3: <laughs> you know about district attorneys. I do. I know about district attorneys. because They have mother, a lot of discretion. Right. The mother of my two youngest sons yes. is now the Queen's district attorney. The woman who attorney.
2: I met just said... Uh, when I met her, she said, oh, you work sometimes with the father of my children. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, you and I have a lot in common. Curtis is always trying to bleep me, too.
3: And <laughs> she almost got beat.
2: Almost. By
3: a, a AOC acolyte, a woman named Caban, who actually, when the initial vote tallies came Looked in. Looked like she
2: was beat, yeah. Right.
3: And this is a woman that was wanted to totally defund the police, defund prisons, not prosecute. Any misdemeanors, there would be no charges whatsoever, and certain felonies would basically be just worked through the misdemeanor system and dismissed. Basically, almost no prosecutions. Bragg now, who has become a national issue because he is the new Manhattan District Attorney. If you were to walk into a store with a gun, loaded or unloaded, as long as you didn't pistol whip the uh, person, the victim, or fire a bullet, it would be a misdemeanor charge, which, as you know, if you pled disorderly conduct, it would
2: go away. Now, that has enraged a lot of people. Well, by the way, they, a lot of these things get pled out anyway, even whether you Almost have a philosophy 99. or not. Nine point nine 99.9% of them. Right, So, I mean, there's a lot being made of this when it's really what happens every day. They're just saying what actually but happens. But this was on the
3: island of Manhattan, and I happen to be campaigning here for yes. mayor and the other boroughs. Yes. Bragg was saying By the this way, the, go
2: ahead. No, go ahead. I don't Bragg want to Bragg
3: was saying this. All during his Democratic primary. The two people who lost to him were also
2: justice warriors who
3: believed in this same philosophy. Collectively, they got 76% of
2: the vote. They were jumping over each other to see who would be the most, you know, most like this. And also, who would qualify for the Soros dollars? Because Soros looked at this. he said, I think you're... He dumped a million dollars. It didn't matter once they won the primary. It didn't matter. Who. No, no, no. It
3: did matter because he had two challenges who are of the same ideology, right. two women who split the women's vote. That's how the African American brag ended up winning the Democratic
2: primary, which I'm was a have slam to look dunk. into the Soros dollars thing. I think that gets thrown around a lot. Really, I don't. I don't necessarily. He acknowledges
3: it. it. It's not like he runs from. So this.
2: basically, he's taking a you know he's taking a page out of the Koch brothers playbook, and he's investing in yes. local elections. Yes, but just by the way, which I think. Everybody should be investing in local elections are the most important elections. DAs. But now from your
3: point of view, when a person walks in, let's say a typical store, pulls out a gun, whether it's loaded, unloaded, whether it's a toy gun, a facsimile of a gun, and points it at the person without pistol whipping them or shooting them. They should be hit with a misdemeanor charge. This is what he's saying.
2: No. This is restorative justice. I don't believe that's really what he's saying. I think he's saying, look, we're not going to be prosecuting low level offenses. And that's not going to be our focus. We're going after guns. We're going after major crime. We're going after white collar crime, political crime, things of that nature. The problem you is You only have a limited amount of resources. Right. The in those
3: problem jobs. is, is that in our state, it is unique. In New York, the governor can remove a district attorney. They can. The governor could remove the mayor of the city of New York for no reason, by the way. That has to be changed. Yeah, it's a law. Little... Oh, I don't like the mayor. Get rid yeah, of
2: him. Trust me. I, if it was easy to do, Andrew Cuomo would have done it to build a Blasio. But the Right. Point so it's is, not
3: that easy. you can remove a district attorney. It's right. a statewide it's been position. It's been done. Exactly. Uh, she's not going to do that. She's a Democrat. You could have a recall like they have in California now, both for the San Francisco district attorney, L.A. district attorney. We don't have recall. We should. No. Thirdly, you have the U.S. Attorney's Office that has already stepped into some districts around the country, and they are taking over the gun cases because the local DAs, who believe in restorative justice, won't do that. Well, they this want to DA has with-
2: said particularly he wants to get guns off the streets.
3: Yeah, but how do you get guns off the street? If a gun thug is using the gun and just because he hasn't hit a suspect, I don't think
2: that's what's going to happen. If you're using a gun in a crime here in New York City, you're going to be prosecuted. Really? Yeah. We'll see. That's not what he said. We will see. He published a manifesto. I read it. I, I read it differently than you do. He wants to lead the restorative justice Well, he warriors. campaigned on it, and the people of this city are going to get what they you know, what they paid for, basically. They well, bought let's, this.
3: Let's go to the phones. 1-800-848-9222. That's
2: 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, how you doing?
0: Thank you, Chris, Curtis, Curtis, the marathon man. You need to put his head on straight, uh, Curtis. And, Curtis, I'm surprising
3: you. You called the DA of Manhattan a prestigious. Prestigious
0: is is when you're getting results. Just look at last year of the crime, what's been going on, and then to put in... This Soros-backed
3: uh, attorney general. Yeah, yeah, but Kevin, has- you have to understand, when you're the Manhattan DA now, the only thing that matters is that you prosecute Donald Trump, his family, his businesses, his associates. That's all they ever talk about. So the okay. previous DA, uh, Cyrus White Shoes Vance, yep. and now the new DA, Bragg, that is their priority. Prosecute Trump, his family, and his business holdings.
2: Well, I mean, look, I, I think they got to do more than that. Uh, da is a local office. You got to deal with local crime. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, that doesn't mean they shouldn't be prosecuted. Kevin, that Kevin, kind you
3: you sound like you have that Boston accent. You've got the same problem up in Boston, don't you?
1: We do. We now have Rachel Rollins. Okay, the Suffolk County District Attorney that let crime go as long as you
3: loot it, let it be a dollar under a thousand dollars. That's okay.
2: It's everywhere, Chris. Boston, there. Kevin is telling you. I, I, I don't know. You. I I think I always say this about you. You're follow a, the money. You're a hammer. Follow, you're a hammer. You, you think know, everything's a nail. Follow the everything Soros is crime. Money. Soros, give me a break. Did Soros wait a minute? Did Soros put and some money son. in against and you? His son, yes, was yes, it was money son. against no, you. No, actually, he didn't. he didn't.
3: Because remember, Mike, uh, the candidate who beat me, Eric Adams, was a law and order candidate right. like I was. He was just softer on crime than I am. One
2: 9222 One 9222. Two, two. Let me go to Drew. Drew.
0: Yeah, so I was doing something called, a, um, it's an app, right, called the Election Shuffle. So it'll show you each state, right, and then it'll go county by county. And basically, it'll show you like it was from the 2020 election. It's actually good because it'll show you what the opposite party would have to do to win a state. So let's say you hit in New York, right? So I am in New York, and I said, okay, hypothetically, what would a Republican have to do to win I don't new know York? about you. I,
2: I, I'm trying well, to follow this. Well, look, theory. I
0: got I to tell you, <laughs> uh,
3: New York City, what just happened is the new mayor, Eric Adams, had first supported the idea that green card holders could vote, 800,000 right. in New York City. Then he gets elected, and he says, well, I don't know about this provision that they should be able to vote within 30 days of getting the green card. No. I might veto it. And then uh, yesterday, when he could have vetoed it, he decided he wouldn't veto it. It's now the law. And this has happened in other cities across yeah. America. Now, there will never be a Republican elected in New York City if, in fact, this remains the law. By so the
2: way, are never going to be a Republican elected in New York City, even if this wasn't the law. Let's no, no, be that's clear. Not true. It's not going to happen. Again. That's
3: what they said before. Giuliani yeah, guess can. what?
2: If Giuliani ran today, you know, if he would have been the candidate this year, you got 27.5%, he would have got like 4%. Okay, let's just be clear. No, no, no. no.
3: (laughs) If you're a student of history, it goes in cycles. But if you have it does
2: go in cycles. But I do not believe we will ever have a it goes in cycles. But you got to have to have a certain type of Republican. Remember, when Rudy Giuliani ran, he was a very progressive Republican, a moderate. Right. You will not elect a conservative that you can't even. There are no such thing anymore in this country as progressive Republicans. Rudy Giuliani was progressive on issues. He was pro-choice when he ran for mayor. And uh, gun control. Yeah, and for gun control. A lot of things we all agree and on. And I think I and think he remember, did a pretty good job as mayor. Don't understand.
3: He was, mayor. he was in charge of a sanctuary city, as was Governor Pataki at that time, right. a Republican, as was Shamu El Hefe, Chris Christie in <laughs> New Jersey,
2: a sanctuary city. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, to think that You know, there's a chance for a Republican
3: Yeah, but you you do understand if you allow potentially eight hundred thousand green card holders vote, the Democrats wanted that. They will feel beholden to the Democrats. Not all eight hundred thousand are gonna vote. I'd be shocked if 8000
2: of them vote. But still that can, that can be a difference in a, in in a, a election. city of a million, you know, where 2 million people vote. In million a lot of vote. local elections. Yeah, if, if, I mean, look, I you know, we'll see. You can't allow. I look, I, a I green for one, I, I for one word. am not in favor of that rule. I think that citizenship should good, have good. its privilege. We're in solidarity. And and I don't understand it frankly. Uh, but I get what they're saying when they say we want to give these people a stake in what's going on in the city of New York because so they live here, they work here. Right. I, I agree. I think citizenship should have – there should be some benefits. To Actually,
3: uh, Chris, when you look at the test to become a citizen, uh, these people become more astute about yes, our government and history absolutely. than fully grown Americans. I'll give you an example. My grandfather was from Italy, body Fidelo Bianchino couldn't, couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't speak English. So his sons brought him to the federal judge because it was the federal right. judge who would administer the test. He asked my uh, my grandfather, Fidelo Bianchino, ten questions— My grandfather just answered Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt to all 10. It was when FDR was president. It was a
2: Democratic federal judge.
3: He said, Welcome, uh, brand new citizen, Fidel Bianchino, to the United States.
2: Thank God, right? Bravo. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to run for mayor because that Uh, law was in in effect now. Giuliani be kicking you out of the country. That's true. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848. If you want to be part of the national. Conversation. Let's see who's doing over here. Let's get uh, let's get Jose in the Bronx. Jose. Uh Richard Blasberg author of the Gene James- Oh my goodness. These let's guys-
3: go to Kenny and Bay Kenny. Kenny.
2: All right,
3: guys, I'm at the uh I'm at Burger King right now.
2: Listen. Man- He's at Burger King.
3: We're having a, a little problems with the phones.
2: So. I think these guys are like, uh, you know. I don't know. What? About,
3: what about if we go to Pete? Let's try Pete.
2: All right, Pete. Hey, Curtis and Chris, I'm on the Castro convertible with my remote and my Alexa, and uh, they cut away from tie tie thirteen thirteen the Pittsburgh game, getting ready for a field goal in overtime <laughs> to put the Jets on. I almost had a heart attack. Thank God I got that uh, zone, that red zone, and I was (laughs) able to catch
3: me of the game. got to ask you a question, Pete, on your Castro convertible there. You know that online gambling is now legal in New York State. I've heard. You got the app. They got four providers, FanDuel, uh, Caesars, the rest of them. Uh, Are you hitting that app like so many people are now, now that uh, sports gambling is legal?
2: You can't even get on it. You can't even open it. There's guys putting money in. They can't even use it. They get mixed up. They're putting in on fantasy football, which isn't even going on now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, Chris, you're – Totally into football, collegiate NCAA, I and I, well, I don't watch football. as
2: much college football as I do pro. I like, but still, I
3: like you're going to be watching Monday night. I right? will Alabama watch Alabama versus course. Georgia. Yeah, you know, Bulldogs versus the Tide. I'm
2: rooting for Georgia. I, I, Alabama's had too much success. But Let's now,
3: else. as a resident of New
2: York, you now have an app. As of yesterday, you can bet legally yeah. online. I don't bet. I'm too cheap. One 9222 Chris on Curtis Lee we're with you for a little while.
1: You
2: are mine I'll be here till the end of time
0: It's the left versus the right In the right corner It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa In the left corner The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn It's a 77 WABC debate Heavyweight slugfest On New York's news and talk station 77 WABC
2: Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, we're with you till the top of the hour. A lot of people holding on the phones here. Let's get to them. Let's get right to them. Barbara, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Hi,
0: Chris. How are you? I'm well. Chris, you told me I heard your little broadcast that you were Christian. I am. And, okay, I pray, I'm going to pray for you for 30 days that God will give you wisdom and open your eyes to see what's going on. In his world that he created. And I, I'm going to call back 30 days. And I want to see if your life, if things have changed in 30 days. I promise I'll pray every morning. I, for I you.
2: appreciate you praying for me, Barbara. I
0: think
1: with, your politics are screwed up. <laughs> Barbara. And I, I'm being polite.
2: Uh, okay. And, and, and Barbara, I, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know. I'll be praying for you let me, let me and the world. Barbara, uh, <laughs> many
3: people with the dropping of the ball on January 1st, they go dry for a whole month. Yes. They don't drink. Yeah, But then they go back to drinking on February 1st. <laughs> you really think prayers are going to do anything for Christopher Hunt? N- don't knock yourself out. It, it, it's
2: kind of funny. Um, there's a guy out on Long Island who um, is thinking about running for Congress and He's telling everybody God told him to run for Congress. Well, and well, 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 and well. then the lines came out, and the lines were just not that good. And no, now, no, no. now it's like, did, did God still tell you to run? Wait and a minute. Like, please. slowly I turned step by step.
3: There was a room in a Houston hotel. I think it was the Intercontinental, when Ted Cruz, his wife, and his father, the one that Trump accused of yeah. aiding and abetting. The guy Hillary who worked Oslo. at the, books, <laughs> the book depository. Right. <laughs> who is now a big-time uh, pastor. Yes. They got together with prayer. This always happens. This happened with Bush 43. This happened with Ted Cruz. And God spoke to them that Ted Cruz should run. That's what propelled him
2: to victory in the Iowa caucus. I'm going to quote the Bible right now. Matthew 25. Be careful not to make a show of your religion among men. Could I? I All these people who are running around saying they're the biggest Christians on the planet – are doing the exact opposite of what Christ told them to do. Ted Cruz especially.
3: What I want to know is, I'm always trying to have a conversation with God. I always try to call up to God. He never answers my call. He introduces me to Mr. Click.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know how you have the wrong number. Why won't he talk to me? You have the wrong number. What have
3: I done to forsaken you?
2: I think it's the red hat. I Bush think, 43,
3: yeah. Ted Cruz,
2: they had a pipeline to God. Yeah, he, no, they're always, uh, always praying to God and God's answering I'm telling them, I want you, Ted Cruz, to have more power because that's what this world needs, you as president. God <laughs> spoke to me, Ted Cruz, and said, I, me, the most hated person in America, should be president. Well, remember, he went on to win the Iowa caucus after that. <laughs> remember that? He did. And then... It just went off the rails. one yes, 800 yes. James, how you doing?
0: Good. How you doing, guys? I just had a question. Um, uh, quite often people bring up uh, one of the things Trump did wrong on uh, January 6th is he didn't speak fast enough and send out a message. My question is, if all these people were running wild at the uh, Capitol, how were they supposed to know he made the message, unless they had TVs or... Or some kind of uh, viewing of something. Well, How well, James, to
2: know? they were all posting on their social media accounts. I'm pretty sure they would have gotten a message from Trump. Plus, they probably have alerts set to their phones Trump, 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 and it would have gotten through. I think he should have spoken. Even, by the way, even if they didn't hear it, it would have been the right thing for him to do. Whether or not it was effective or not, the right thing for him to do would, would not have been to wait two and a half should, hours.
3: Should he have uh, asked for network and cable time? Yes.
2: He should have asked. He would have gotten it. He wouldn't have even well, had to apparently,
3: ask for it. apparently he did a few different takes and wasn't happy with the initial Well, he takes. kept
2: on doing takes where he was like, you guys are great. <laughs> you know, I love you. <laughs> you know, just stop. Cut. yeah cut. Yeah,
3: yeah. You he, know, his he, chief of staff he, was he, saying, he, Mark he, Meadows, he wasn't, cut. He wasn't cut. saying
2: enough. I, you know, it was it's so. Now, now speaking so many
3: speaking of journalists uh, giving advice to the president, obviously journalists have always had access to presidents, depending on who is in the White House. Right. Uh, there were certain individuals who were texting the president. You know, you got to do something. Like, this is bad. Sean Hannity, Sean uh, Laura Ingraham, yeah, and two the guy in the friends. morning. Right, the guy in the morning, yeah, Brian uh, Kilmeade. And I think they did the right thing because he would tell, hey, this is really bad optics. It's not good for the nation, not good for you. Uh, and yet they're getting hammered for that. I, I don't understand. I don't know
2: that they're getting hammered for it. They're getting hammered for you know, here's what you were texting Trump and here's what you've been saying for the last year about yeah, yeah, what happened that day. At that moment, I think we can all agree they did the right thing. They did it. They did do the right thing okay. at that moment. Yeah. So let's not keep beating it to death. I don't think we're beating it to death. It's just the hypocrisy of what they've been saying since. They've been acting like this was just a tourist day. Something not Brian. Brian Kilmeade's been pretty consistent, but you know it, it is. It is kind of it, it's kind of sad to see people. You know what a, Looking what a, at this as not fair, the tragedy. What a that it fair was.
3: weather friend, you are the Rock with all American conservative voice. Of reason region, Franklin Square, I, Long Island. Sean Hannity I, was your uh, was I like I your, your, your bosom Hannity.
2: buddy. I do. I love him personally. I do. I disagree with. him. I think his politics are crazy, uh, but I do love him.
3: Now, question: Why do so many people? Uh, who have dominated media? How many right? phones do you have, Kurt? Oh, many, many. That's phones. the problem. <laughs> but why is so many people who've dominated media? Why is it that they are from Long Island? I mean, think right. about it. You had Howard Stern. Yep. You had Sean Hannity. You have Bill O'Reilly. You have you, Christopher Hunt. Seinfeld. Why so many? Correct. Why?
2: Because it's the proximity to New York City. That's Period. it? You're in the New York media market. You're, you're, you're constantly tuned in to what's going on. You're hearing the best in the business all the time. So you learn from the best, right? I mean, I, I, my radio style is a cross between Sean Hannity and Howard Stern. Just I'm on the left. You know, that's my style. And I, quite frankly, I learned because I, I've listened to these people for my whole life. They've been with me my whole life. You've been with me my whole life. I've been watching you on TV my whole life. So I've learned from all of this great media market. So anybody who grows up in this market has a natural advantage so when you, it comes to
3: it. You haven't been a very good student because you <laughs> ha- really haven't been listening to me and uh, following through on what I've been saying in talk radio for thirty years. Well, you and on your, talk TV you change, for longer than that. Well,
2: it's, I, it took me at least five years to understand the lingo because you speak with such a, <laughs> a, a such a difficult way of using the New York. Ease, that you courtesy we call it out here. All right, so uh
3: quick question though, yeah. uh, as obviously it ratchets up the committee hearing on what uh, took place on January sixth. How quickly do they have to move? Because remember the focus is now moving towards the midterm elections. It looks like a tsunami for the Republicans.
2: I look they're gonna win the House at least. I don't know that they're gonna win the Senate. Uh they've got to move this year. And I think by the summer, early fall, they'll have a report app. One eight hundred eighty four eight nine two 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 Judy. You're on with Curtis and Chris. Yeah. Hi. 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 Uh, How you doing?
1: Hi, uh, Curtis. I, I, I actually uh, fell asleep about 3 o'clock in the morning with you, and now I'm... Uh, 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 should,
3: should we talk, really talk to Nancy? We were sleeping together. Should we there, talk Julie? to Nancy about that, Curtis? <laughs> Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs>
1: and I'm fired up again. I, uh, I live up in Westchester. We've had, you know, airplanes full of uh, people coming in in the middle of the night. But Chris, Chris... I'm really, I'm really uh, uh, concerned about your lofty a- attitude. I mean, you, I'm sure you're a nice guy, and the two of you banter back and forth. But Chris, I think you're not—you're a person that talks the talk, but I don't think you've walked the walk. I mean, no, Curtis has. No, no, no. Well, let,
3: let me think let, about me, let me do I an intervention walk. here, Judy. Chris has uh, certainly uh, had a lot of experiences. Just working for Chuck Schumer, working in the Queens DA's office, working on Talk TV. No, no, no the man is experienced. I mean, he's warped, but he's experienced.
2: I, 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 I run more than I walk, Judy, just for the record. Uh, you know, I tend to get most of my steps running. And the good thing about <laughs> you, you love dogs. I love dogs, and I love you, Judy. And I love all the callers that call in here, no matter what I say to them. Chris Hahn, Curtis well we'll see you next week, America!